Cassie mentioned to me about what the Lord gave her to tell me. And, well, she tell me about God saying God's going to do something that's not going to be all that attractive at times and totally different from what we normally we're used to. And that it might even look a little ugly, but it's going to be just fine. It's going to be what God's doing. And um, I had a, a picture came to me when she was telling me that, and Noah was saying spirit break out. Now, I got to tell you, we always think that breakout is the spirit with a mighty rushing wind. Or fire from heaven going to consume and just going to take over. And that it's always from coming from heaven direction down to us. Well, I want you to know that spirit breakout can mean that you and I, who are born again believers, who have the Holy Spirit. The picture I had when she was talking to me for some crazy reason was a chick pecking its way out of a shell. It's, you know, it's kind of unusual with an expectation to it. You know, it's kind of like, wonder what this thing, and then when it comes out, it ain't all that pretty. You know, it doesn't get all fluffy and cute until after it dries out, you know. And, but it forces itself out of that shell. As much as it can muster, it breaks out. The Holy Spirit in you is wanting you to be able to break out. And the walls that you're facing may very well just be not walls, but the, but the covering around you that's blocking you from receiving and experiencing life. Because... That chick must feel like heaven comes down when they finally get out of that egg and they take the first breath of fresh air. And the Spirit of God, the presence and the glory of life is there. So I just tell you, chick, don't you think it's time you kind of broke out of your shell? See, the world is always wanting to put a coating around us, you know, always wanting to surround us and make us be feel isolated. Well, the only way you break isolation, and some of you today are feeling very alone and isolated, well, then break out of your shell. Break out of that covering or that thing that's hindering you in the name of Jesus Christ. You say, well, I can't do it. Yes, you can. If you've got the spirit of the living God in you, yes, you can. Now, if you're a son and daughter of this world, then you're just going to stay in your shell. But if you are a son and daughter of God, born again through Jesus Christ, you have the spirit of the living God inside you, then don't you think it's time we broke out? Get out of this, you know, no more of this confinement, no more of this control. If I'm going to be controlled, let it be the Holy Spirit controlling me. That's it. That's all in a, I wouldn't say, I guess all in an eggshell, not a nutshell. This morning I want to share a word and want to exhort you a little bit today. I don't know, I just got inspired with it. I believe that it's a word that maybe that many of us will relate to. And hopefully in the simplistic demonstration or 
illustration of it. It is, you might receive a word from the Lord. How many here say, raise your hand, say, you know, Pastor, I'm willing to hear from the Lord this morning. I'm willing to hear from the Lord this moment. We've been talking about since the beginning of the year, the, this new year of 2021, about bold and being bold. And I just thought this, this came to me. Please don't think maybe I had lightning strike from heaven and God struck me and said, Behold, Ron, do this. No, but I did feel some urging to, to do this. And I do believe out all the crazy, all the years of experience I've had with illustrations in messages and different things. And believe me, I've done quite a few. And some of you have seen them, whether it be from butterflies or from all different type of illustration different things, different ways. I hope that you leave this place with a word this morning, that you'll remember it. Every morning when you get up, you'll remember it. That's what I, yeah, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Somebody stopped at the roundup table, and I told someone, I can't preach, I smell popcorn. <laughs> and at the roundup table, they had popcorn there, and and, and, and then, and the audacity, a child brought that popcorn in the sanctuary. It's not anything of breaking the rules and breaking the law. It's just, my goodness, the aroma was killing me. You know what I mean? And I'm not even a popcorn lover, but it's just like, wow, you know, hey, that's pretty good, you know. There are aromas and scents that kind of we can, we smell that, that brings memories, thoughts, and ideas with us in life. But I believe the illustration this morning is probably going to be more connective than any message I've ever preached. The illustration is going to be more connective than anything I've ever shared before, but honestly, actually, probably the most simplistic. You'll know what I'm talking about. Who was it? Was it, was it Frida that, that said something? Faye. Faye wanted to... You wanted, uh, you wanted coffee, didn't you? You said, I, I, I like popcorn, but aren't you giving away coffee? <laughs> well, Noah, would you help me this morning like I asked you to do if you would? I want you in your Bible just to be ready to turn to, don't, not on the screen yet, but Matthew 5, 13 through 16, verses 13 through 16. Oh, yeah. This might be my kryptonite. Oh man! Oh my God! Can you smell that? Um, now, now this did have regular on there, but I decided to put my personality or put what really should be on, and it's bold. Yeah, bold. And so, yeah, here we go. I'm gonna have to do this. So just pray for me, saints, or envy me. Strike me down, so don't worry. I got a reason. There's a method to my madness, so just kind of hang on here for a moment. Oh, this is good. Oh, now some of you grabbing your water, but it's water. This is nectar. Now, 
I get coffee, but see, I, coffee is best with my favorite cup. I brought it from home. And it says, not your average dad on it with a Mexican hat on there. Not your average dad, but, oh, man, wait a minute, one moment, please. Oh, my goodness. Boy, you're scared to death now. I might really start preaching, aren't you? Oh, man, pastor, someone done switched his water with coffee. But I'd like to preach a message this morning, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Would you put that up on the screen, Justin? World's best cup of coffee. The world's best cup of coffee. And I want you to just kind of roll with me a little bit here. And some of you who are going to have your ideas about the, the, the wiles and the badness of coffee, you, you can send me a message later. But right now, I'm talking to people who are going to join with me this morning. Do I, do I have it? No, don't raise your hand just so it may not, you know, just, it might you know, be a mark against you. But do I have any coffee lovers in the house? Do people like coffee? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know what I'm talking about, and you're going to see a message in it right now. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, that you allow your people to remember, to see, and know what it's all about, about being bold. And Lord, that you called us to be this way. Let the message go out. Let the anointing flow in us and through us. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask it. Amen. Amen. I enjoy a good cup of coffee. Now, I want to say this first. In the past 22 years, I'm saying that to everyone here, in the past 22 years I've been here, and all the houses I've gone to of church members, and they invited me over or else I came by, and I've seen them on one occasion or another in situations, that I want you to know, and I want to tell you personally, you have served me a good cup of coffee, okay? But I'm going to talk about this best cup of coffee. I want to talk about, and I might put a little bit of personal side to it, but that's okay. I'm allowed to do that. How many say, Pastor, it's, o it's okay to get a little personal about yourself here? My own preference and desire. But I want to say that, that, that anyone and everyone here, and I've ever been in your house and you've served me coffee, don't let the devil work that in your mind. So, oh, what did I serve him? Did he do it? Did he like, I loved it all. So I'm just telling you right off, not to even think about it. Now, coffee Coffee is a, is a product that it's the second most traded commodity globally, is coffee. Over 2.25 billion cups of coffee are consumed daily all over the world. The global coffee industry is worth $100 billion. There are 24,000 coffee shops here in America just in America. An average American drinks three cups of coffee every day. Americans drink a, a combined amount of 146 billion cups of coffee yearly. That's a whole lot of coffee. I believe if there was a revolution today, there wouldn't be the Boston Tea Party, but I believe it just might very well be a Boston coffee party. That just might happen. There are 400 million cups of coffee are consumed daily in the United States. 
And in this stat, 9% of coffee drinkers in the U.S. order their coffee through a mobile app. Well, I'm not there yet. I don't do that. And talking about coffee made me think of a particularly holiday movie that is sort of becoming a popular one with me, and you probably know what is Christmas movie, and a Christmas movie is called Elf. And with, there's a scene in that movie that I just, I just love it. I just love it, you know. It's a scene where that buddy is walking on the streets of New York, been, never been there before in his life, passes by a, a dive and sees in the window world's best cup of coffee. And then Buddy the Elf, and he sees it. He's excited. He steps in the, in the dive and he yells, You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. It's great to meet you. I like my coffee. When I like my coffee, I like it bold. Um, and so, therefore, I like it bold so I can taste it. See, bold coffees, and I found this on the Internet, and that's where you can find good, well, possible, reliable information every once in a while. But here I found a found on the internet description someone talking about bold coffee because I thought, yeah, bold coffee. How many of you have ever had something called bold coffee? Have you bought a packet that said bold coffee? On it? You know, that's why I made sure to put on, I don't want regular coffee, I want bold coffee. So I changed that regular, put bold up there. Bold coffee. And that, an expert that I found on the internet reported this, and listen. Bold coffees are often affiliated with dark roast, which tend to exhibit an intensity of roasty, carbony, smoky flavors. You know, and so the term bold, it's bold coffee. Now, bold coffee, that's the definition. That's the description of bold coffee. The term bold is also used by most coffee professionals to describe a coffee that has a higher strength due to an increased coffee to water, water brewing ratio. Kind of like when I make coffee in the morning. My ratio is a little bit above what the can or the bag says. I kind of spot how much in that filter of coffee it needs to go in there. I don't follow directions. I mean, I know you may be a direction follower, but I don't follow directions. I got my own decision, and I fill that filter a certain height. I know. And, and the guys that meet in Young Lions, they know how I like my coffee, and I make that coffee, so they know if they drink it, it's going to be bold. It's going to be strong. It's not so strong that the, the spoon would stick up in the, in the cup, but it's bold enough where that you can taste the coffee. Now, there's an important message in the middle of this that I want you to see. In other words, the word bold is also used by most coffee professionals, and they're important, to describe a coffee that has a higher strength due to an increased coffee-to-water brewing ratio. I like bold coffee because it's an eye-opener. I have difficulty with weak cups of coffee. 
you know, the description I read to you is that bold coffee tend to exhibit an intensity of roast, carbony, smoky flavor. It's not the run-of-the-mill cup of coffee. It's actually the world's best cup of coffee. I thought it was interesting that in that description that the professionals use, they use the word carbony, and you won't find that in the dictionary. There's no such word as carbony. It, that word doesn't exist. That's a word that could be understood as almost saying indescribable. In 2 Corinthians 9.15, Paul writes, he says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. There's just something about it, you know. The intense or the exhibit of intensity occurs in a bold cup of coffee. And I like that. I like it that I am drinking coffee. I may mix it with a little half and half or a little milk or with a little flavored creamer. Some of you, that's a sermon all by itself, but flavored creamer. But when I take the drink of that coffee, I can still know that it's coffee, that I can taste it because it's bold. It's what it is. It's, it's the intensity and it's the intensity that makes it experiential. I want to let you know that the world doesn't need a watered-down version of Jesus, a watered-down version of Christianity. The world doesn't need anything but the bold intensity, the intensity that is exhibited through the church of Jesus Christ. I want you to know if you're wondering how you can be bold, number one, you can be bold by just being righteous. Nowadays, you're bold if you're just living righteously. Because the world don't get it and the world don't accept it, but you're just living righteous and in your righteous living and doing what the Bible says, what the Lord wants and following Jesus Christ, you are going to live in intensity where the world is going to see a boldness in you that's going to attract them to you and I. Yeah, we've got to be attractive. Yeah, we're supposed to be noticed. Yes, the message is supposed to be heard and an understanding that God wants us to be bold and not watered down, a watered down version. That intensity makes us experiential. Just like Jesus' description is found in the scripture when they said, never a man spake like this man. The people were astonished, the scripture says, as Jesus taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. And that word authority, and just like in the book of Acts, we find an intense church in operation, selling their possessions to give to the poor, going house to house and breaking bread and having fellowship, 
having favor among all people. The Lord added to the church daily those being saved. Why? Because they were not a watered-down version. They were a cranked-up, bold version of the kingdom of heaven. When people saw them, they saw Jesus. When they listened to what they had to, to say, they heard Jesus. Uh, they were bold, and they were not watered down. If I want brown water, I'll ask for brown water. But if I want coffee, I want coffee. I want to be able to taste it. I want to know it's real. I want to know the intensity that no matter what is blended in there with all talents, giftings, angles, direction, creamer, half and half, milk, whatever, I'm still going to taste the boldness and the intensity of that brew. Honey, I think it's time we start getting bold. Uh, we want to keep the tongues in the church house. We want to keep the prophecy in the church house sanctuary. We want to keep the operation of the spirit in the church house when it's not meant to just be in the church house. God has called us to be bold uh, and, and, and to be witnesses in the world and to be bold in him. Oh, yeah, spirit, break out. Break out, break out. You know, because I may put, I'm trying to think what flavor I like. I actually like Funfetti. <laughs> Funfetti flavor creamer. Go and find it. You'll see it at Walmart and you'll think of me. I like Funfetti, but the coffee has to be strong enough so I don't drink a cup of Funfetti. I'm drinking a cup of coffee. Can I get an amen out of that? Come on. And for those of you who are looking at me real strange like, I don't like coffee, I don't know. Well, let's say, uh, let me see, you like a watered-down version of your tea, right? You want real weak tea, right? Actually, they call a watered-down version tea, they call it weak. This tea's too weak. Or, oh, wait a minute, those of you who drink Mountain Dew, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I've seen the bottles. I've seen the bottles. And those of you who drink your Mountain Dew in the morning, Guess what happens when you pour it in a glass of ice and it sits for a while and the ice starts melting and it gets watered down? You say, honey, can you freshen up this cup right now? Because, you know, come on, because this thing just ain't, you know, pour some fresh Mountain Dew in this, you know, because it just doesn't taste like Mountain Dew. Let me tell you, the world knows the real thing. They know what is genuine. They know if you're right with God and you're serving Jesus Christ. They know what they're drinking and they know what it tastes like, and you can't fool them. They know. And will somebody please open the eyes of our society? Open the eyes of the misguided and the perverted. Open the eyes of the haters and exaggerators and the liars. Will somebody please open their eyes? The only way they're going to get their eyes open is if they get a good cup of you and you got a bold flavor and they're going to know that you are what you say you are and you live for the one who you declare and that you're the real deal. You just, you know, come on now. I told you I might get a little bit uh, in personal here because... And I pray to God when you pour your coffee, you will never forget this message. I even challenge you, tomorrow morning, 
make it a little bit stronger. In honor of me and this message. Yeah, make it a little bit stronger. As a memorial saying, God, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, Lord, you have wondrously blessed me and filled my life. Oh, God, I have a purpose in life. And my purpose is not to hide out. My purpose is, my purpose is not to shut up. My purpose is not to be watered down and have some version but not the real thing. But you have called me to be bold, God. You've called me to be an instrument of your glory that it may open up the eyes of those around us and society will see that there is a Jesus. There is a divine love. There is a divine order. There is a divine touch. There is a divine God that rules over everything. I'll tell you what, we need to tell the world in the name of Jesus, wake up! Oh my! By the way, let's put that message in the church too. There are a lot of folks. I don't know what it is. They act like it's some type of club. And if it was a club, they probably lose their membership. I'll let you figure that one out. That's another message. But here. The scripture declared and said a Jesus that he taught them as one having authority that people saw him, heard him. And he said he teaches as one with authority and not as the scribes. Authority is exousia in that verse in the Greek. Exousia is a weight, influence, delegated power. You've got delegated power. Use it. And if you're dead in the Lord, then wake up and come alive. Let the Holy Ghost recharge you and recharge you so you get going. Amen. Maybe when we all have electric cars, that will be another sermon to preach about, about our batteries. But personally, I'm still a Chevy man. And I still, I'm still in the old school sticking that nozzle where it goes to put some gasoline in my, in my tank so my engine might run. So I'll tell you what, maybe you just need some gasoline. Maybe you just need a bold cup of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yep. Now, listen, if I'm going to preach about it, don't you think I ought to believe in what I'm preaching? And drink it. Okay. Now... And some of you, we're going to have a fundraiser after church. And we're going to start auctioning off cups of coffee. Anybody like to have some coffee? It'll go to a good cause in ministry. I'm just kidding. Don't come ask me for coffee. Exosia is a delegated power. Jesus was speaking to them as, the, as defined, it says, speaking to them as a quasi-personal sense. At a quasi-personal sense. Sense. And that's an odd word for me. I don't usually say quasi. But quasi-personal sense. You know what quasi means? It means relative. Relative. That's another word saying relative, but relative way. And you got a message. You got a sermon. You have a life to live and show people about Jesus Christ. That you can speak to people in a quasi-personal sense. 
Why? Because they've been watching you to begin with. If you've blown it with your neighbors or if you've blown it with your family, then maybe you need to apologize. If you've blown it with your family, then maybe you, you need to talk to your family love each other. Love one another in the Lord. And maybe those of you watching, it's far-reaching right now. And join us on Facebook. Let the Lord bring healing. Hallelujah. The devil is defeated and Jesus reigns. Be bold enough to love. You, you say, Pastor, how do I bold? How can I be bold? Will you show bold love? You show bold love. And this day and age that we're living in right now, I'm telling you, it will be noticed. If you're bold with your love toward others and toward people, be bold with your love. And you be bold with your witness. What's a witness? I, I, I can't preach a sermon. You got a testimony. Be bold with your testimony, what the Lord's done for you. Oh, I'm telling you, I've, I've had in my career, my experience, where people come to me, I just got to say something. It's just, oh, it's on my heart. And, and it's their testimony of what God has done. So be bold with your testimony. Related with one another. Now, the water and coffee ratio only the proper amount of the coffee is going to be affected. Anything less is going to kind of lose its effect. And I don't know, you folks drinking decaf, you're, you're playing a mind game. I don't know. <laughs> I know some of you have to do it, and I do drink it in the afternoon. There's nothing wrong with it. I want us to be bold. Turn to your neighbor and say, I want to be bold. I don't want to be watered down. Let me share verses of scripture. Philippians 2 and 17 says, Apostle Paul said, Yes, if I'm being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I'm glad and I rejoice with you all. Paul was referring to Exodus 29, verse 41, 14, 41, talking about the drink offering that's poured out upon the altar. It's a mixture of flour and oil and wine, but it's poured out upon that, that altar, that burning altar sacrifice. And Paul's saying, I'm going to be poured out. If I'm going to be poured out, I'm, I'd gladly do so because of being poured out. And I want you to know this morning that if I'm going to be poured out among men or if men are going to put me in a cup and going to drink me, I want to be bold. I want to be a flavor they're going to recognize and they're going to know. I want Jesus to be known and all of us should be willing to be poured out as a sacrifice on an altar before God so that we might win people for Christ. Let me be a bold cup of coffee that people will have an eye-opening experience. Matthew chapter 5. We're going to close with this. Chapter 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but should be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. It's all about flavor, ain't it? It's all about boldness, flavor. Matthew also, let me read in the Passion Translation, same verse. Your lives are like salt among the people, 
But if you, like salt, become bland, how can your saltiness be restored? Flavorless salt is good for nothing and will be thrown out and trampled on by others. But then Jesus goes on to say in verse 14, 16 through 16, You are the light of the world. A city that's set up on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they, in other words, Jesus says it's impossible. You're the light of the world, you're a city, and your lights are on, you're going to be seen. You're going to be recognized. He didn't say that there's a possibility that it won't happen. He said you will be seen. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Be bold. Be bold that God be glorified. I'm not talking about an argumentative spirit. I'm talking about a spirit filled with love that you want to rescue people, not defeat them, not to put them in their place, but even the one that's yelling at you and red-faced and mad and cussing, you should look at them and say, in your heart, dear God, if they die, they're going to go to hell. They need Jesus Christ. We need to love people and be bold in our love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worship team, did you come on up? Hallelujah. Would you stand with me, folks? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I really want to be bold. Go and tell him, I want to be bold. I want to be earth-shaking bold. I want to be earthquake bold. I want, to, I want people to recognize Jesus and see the Lord and know that he's the only answer. He's the only way. And that's only going to come about come about by the world knowing it by bold people bold Christians with their faith and their love of God hallelujah dear Lord anoint us all to be messengers messengers of grace messengers of forgiveness messengers of the word we got this roundup going on in the four 